0: All right, so what's up? Welcome back to Not Just a Phase. Today, we get to talk with the eco-friendly, climate-conscious Screamo Act known as Snag. This band released their self-titled debut album, lyrically focusing on climate change and their anxieties regarding the ecological footprint of our human race and how it's affecting our planet's future and the future of our species. Now, their work flawlessly blends sunshine and shimmer with concentrated aggressions that take the song's landscapes from sunrise to hurricane and back again to suit the lyrical content. Their self-titled LP released two years ago in 2019 and it was a hell of a debut and the Screamo world has been patiently waiting for some new material since then. And we finally got some. We're going to play the new single later and pre-orders for the new album released Death Doula, are now available online at snagmke.bandcamp.com. So guys, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Thank you. Thank nice you. For having us. Appreciate it. We also have a uh, special co-host today, Some of you know him as David from Zegulimish Records! How I talk. (laughs) It's pretty good, it's pretty good. Thanks, I was hoping you'd like that. So so guys, I always like starting off by asking uh, how you guys started off. Can you recall your first introduction to uh, punk rock or any sort of underground music genres?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
2: For... um, this is Sam. Um, my name is Sam. I play the guitar. Uh, I think um, for me, uh, the first time that I remember like punk music and underground music was early high school. Uh, we had a couple kids in our school that was in a band called Cougar Den, and they were a big part of um, the DIY music scene. Um, early on for me. And so I would go out and watch Cougar Den shows. And um, through that, I was exposed to a lot of, you know, kind of screamo and punk music being circle takes the square, majority rule and that kind of stuff early on. And uh, yeah, going to Cougar Den shows when I was a teenager was really the start of it for me. You are very lucky
3: to have seen (laughs) cougar Den,
2: truly though that is so Uh, sick you're very wow did did you
3: all get to see cougar Den, or is that just just yeah Yeah. all of you okay yeah Mm -hmm. okay god
2: damn you yeah (laughs) it was wild uh peter and i went to school together and so he was a grade above me and kelsey and justin um and bobby were all in his grade and i was just you know the young kid that tagged along i was like I'll sit in the trunk of the car. I don't care. Like, let me come in. <laughs> literally. Like, multiple times.
0: <laughs> so you all got into it the same way around the same time kind of thing then? or?
4: Um, well, I, I grew up in Illinois. And, uh, yeah, like, freshman year of high school, I started getting into, like, uh, DIY uh, music and screamo. Um, first band I listened to was, like, uh, Sesha and um and then after (laughs) after that uh i started getting into other bands like neil perry and um uh, circle takes a square and everything and uh yeah i started going to a bunch of local shows and um after i saw la quiete uh i was like i need to start a band and uh, in high all through high school I was in a screamo band that was kind of reminiscent of like godspeed you black emperor a little bit it was more instrumental and then um, uh, just kept getting more and more into screamo and then all through college I was in a screamo and into the DIY ethic so yeah.
3: I have another question for for you, quickly. Uh, what La Quiete tour did you see them on?
4: Uh, let's see. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I'll, I'll, I, I'll tell you who
3: I saw them with, and then let's see if there's yeah. any. I saw them with Phoenix Bodies, uh, Storm of the Bastille, and Ed Gein. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> were, were any of those bands on the bill? They, they,
4: they were not on. They were not on the bill. Um, oh,
3: that was that was the other tour. Then you saw a different one.
4: Yeah, I saw them in Chicago, and um, let's see, is it, was, it the, the place doesn't exist anymore? But it was by the railroad tracks. Um, I, I don't know. I can't I recall know. right now. It was two thousand. 2008, I think. So, Sick.
3: we like, may, I, that might have actually been the same tour. It I might
4: think have 2008 been 2008
3: for me as well, but maybe they just split up. Phoenix Bodies didn't do the whole tour. I just know they are really good friends and stuff. But right. uh yeah, if you, anyone hasn't heard the La Quiete LP, it's the greatest, in my opinion, the best screamo album of all time.
2: So.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Personal take. I saw, I saw Phoenix Bodies in Chicago, and it must have been 2008, and it was. uh I don't know if they did this frequently. If this was like a thing that Phoenix bodies naked. Did. They got naked. <laughs> yeah. Okay. very frequent. And then, very and frequent. then all <laughs> of a sudden, all of a sudden, I just feel like warm spray, and I, and my friend Zach from Cloudmouth comes out of the like from the front, and he's like,
0: "That was piss." <laughs> oh, no. He pissed in a
1: bottle and then just chucked it, and it was like, oh "My God, I'll never forget that."
3: Yeah, they're. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I've heard a, a couple love or hate stories. From them. They were fully clothed when I saw them, despite it being the hottest that I've ever been in my entire life. Oh my god! Oh no, I'm Canadian. I'm not gonna talk about degrees. Never mind.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so we're Canadian, but you guys are from Milwaukee, right? Are you also yeah. based in Milwaukee? Correct. Yep. Yes. So, so you guys got uh,
1: originally, but yeah. oh, sorry. Say again. Saki's from Illinois originally, but. Yeah, we
0: all. Yeah.
4: I I moved there 10 I moved to Milwaukee 10 years ago, so consider myself a Milwaukeean.
0: You guys got some favorite bands from out in your area? Definitely. Yeah. I think heavy hitters are
2: Social Caterpillar, um Scathed, absolutely. Garden, um, home. Garden
4: home. home, Garden Home,
1: Group home. of the Altos. Um, Mario Allswing and the Visitations, Hello
4: Death. Holy shit,
1: it's like a wide, Platinum boys, it's like a wide array of bands. Bodywork, Bodywork, Body Rio Turbo, Hughes Family
0: Band, Classic. So, fair to say it's a big enough scene out there? Or? It's a great scene,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, it's fun because, like, a lot of
2: bands. Uh, there's a lot of shows like don't stick to one genre too sometimes. And it's just like a bunch of people getting together for the music, nice. you know, it's kind of cool that way.
3: Sounds very nineties. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I miss, I mean, I miss mixed I shows that have, that aren't, you know, that's like, that are wildly different. Where yeah. Every act is, is wildly different. Like that's usually like for our record release show, anytime like we're curating the show, it's, you can kind of expect that it's usually not the same genre band after band it's usually like pretty significantly different which kind of is like one of the reasons like social caterpillar and us get along pretty well and play i mean pre-pandemic played pretty often together
0: mm-hmm. uh
1: because we have kind of the same ethos and but we just uh the music is wildly, wildly different,
4: different yeah.
3: maybe we missed it but did you give your introduction do we i well, heard the other two did we hear peter's introduction <laughs> to rock because i kept cutting everyone off with all my band stuff.
4: So.
3: <laughs> uh, I'm Peter. I play in the bass. Oh no! I thought you, I thought people were doing like the history of how they got. <laughs> <Did> I? <laughs> I make stuff up here?
1: I I mean I got I like, when I was in first grade, my friend Ian had Dookie, and I wasn't allowed to listen to it, and so I was like, I like that, and then. Um, you know, skateboarding became a thing when I was like a really big, like blew up thing when I was like sixth grade. So it like, uh, became very accessible and like got into skateboarding, Tony Hawk, you know, you've heard the story a million times, like tons of kids, tons of people in our age group just like got into punk that way. Totally. And then, um, you know, go to the skate shop and get a Vans sampler thrown (laughs) into your bag when you're buying like stuff and then you listen to it and you're like what is this and then kind of go down the rabbit hole and then like our my, like my love for Alkaline Trio and Blink-182 spawned into like trying to start a band when we were there when I was yeah I guess 12 or 13 and then Kelsey who went on to form Cougar Dan later and now owns the Cactus Club which is like our favorite place to play uh, she started booking shows when we were 13 at the local community center so we played like the the middle school talent show and then like that summer I think played our first like DIY show courtesy of Kelsey like renting a room and like just doing it. And I don't know if she knew at the time like what like DIY was, mm-hmm. but it she never stopped. So mm-hmm. I have like pretty much following her around for a couple decades
0: to <laughs> to thank for totally being involved in music still. Cool. So we know how you guys all got into uh punk rock and the underground music genres. How'd you guys get into being so eco-conscious, I guess was the term. I,
1: I mean, so like we're, we're not any, we're not like um, in any position to be like self-righteous about like our behavior, if that makes sense. Like we're, we're not like eco-friendly per se individuals, right? We share like, um, and maybe I'm talking out of turn here a little bit, but, you know, I think we started the band, we were like, should we be a band about climate change? And so we kind of like ran with that for a little bit. And it's not to say that like, we're, you know, you can't like compost our records, you know, <laughs> like they won't decompose. Right. And we, like everyone else, like wake up every day and like contribute to the horrible machine of, like the current economic order globally right so like we have anxieties about that that I think are shared by many people and over time like part of I don't know part of like thinking about that from like a creative perspective I think is like to realize that all of that is really intersectional and so it lends itself well to talking about you know talking about abuse of the planet you can also talk about um, you know, state abuses of power or, you know, the list goes on. Like you can, it it lends itself well to to confronting a lot of other anxieties that are really like present mm-hmm. right now.
0: Mm-hmm. So no, nobody's perfect. I didn't want to put you guys on that throne there. I was just curious how you guys got into the, like you, oh, most of the lyrics are strictly about climate change and climate anxieties. Is it going to be the same uh, lyrical content for the new release or are you guys tackling any other topics?
4: I think we're tackling a wide variety of topics, um, on the new album, uh, specifically, uh, um, just dealing with the year that we've had so far and just, um, with everything, um, that like having to do with, uh, just, uh, race and, um, just like our terrible president over the last year. And um, uh, just the discrimination of this uh, different people all over the board and just like people getting bullied. Um, uh, a lot of the anxieties of just being in a pandemic uh, because some of the songs were written um, right when the pandemic was starting and so. Uh, a little bit of everything over the past year so.
2: yeah I think a lot of the lyrics um have just an overarching theme of anxiety whether that be as a whole of us as people or your inner anxieties as well um and then like also like trying to combat that um anxiety being like yo I miss my homies and I want to like I want to the positivity in the world of negativity, you know? <laughs> like I want to fight for that, you know? Yeah. And I think it could be like as simplified as that, you
4: know? It was definitely a much more positive vibe on this album than um, some of the past albums um, a little more hope involved in this album, so.
3: I mean, c- could you elaborate on the title then? Like, is death doula supposed to be, like, a like birth doula? Is it that kind of, like, oh. is that the thinking that went into that?
1: A death doula is, um, is a person who deals with any, like, any of, like, the non-medical um, issues surrounding death, and they prepare a person for death. So um, our friend, Sevan, is featured prominently on this record and wrote a poem. They wrote a poem for the record and um, they're like, it's, it's in its full, it's in its entirety at the very end during like this wash of um, it's like, I guess it's like pretty heavy and then it like goes into feedback. Um, But it's kind of like little snippets of it are throughout the record. And it's basically just like, this from beginning to end, it's like Jarspell in some ways deals with, uh, which is the first song like deals with not wanting to die. Like death is obviously on everybody's mind over the last year. It's like the death toll here is over half a million. Um, so like the anxiety about like, oh my God, I don't want to die. And like, basically it's sort of like a process of coming to terms with the inevitability of death and how death isn't necessarily the end. Right. So like the concept of transitioning to whatever's next, like lends itself well to the the concept of like this mass death that we're all experiencing. And also hopefully like death of this horrible system that we can Mm -hmm. maybe transcend and like do something better uh, after this, really tumultuous time I mean like things are getting worse obviously but there's a possibility that they will get better like it's not the like capitalism is not the be-all end-all right global capitalism global like a global like growth paradigm is not is not everything like we can do better for for humans and for life on the planet
0: inspired the lyrics for Jar Spell? What inspired the animations um, for that video? Like, did you guys present this idea or did you just give the director full creative reign? Like, how did this come about? Because the visuals for that, like just watching it made me uncomfortable. (laughs) I was anxious. I was thinking about our planet. I was thinking about all sorts of things that we're doing and and how how this last year has been going. And, you know, it's it's a powerful video. How did it come about?
2: Yeah so the video uh was kind of like a 50 50 collaboration. well it was a collaboration with a good friend of ours his name is uh, matthew dwyer um he is a freelance um videographer uh based out of los angeles california but so we so this this video is kind of like two parts right uh the uh the found footage stuff you see in the in the uh, the background of the video wa- was a video compilation that I had made uh, for <clears throat> uh, our live shows well like projected on the, in the behind us or whatever and it was a lot of just like digging deep of kind of the stuff that we would talk about like um, just a lot of destruction and, <laughs> and you know anxiety really and it's just like a lot of um, the first record had a lot to do with like fire and self emulation and um, and, um, and so I would dig deep and just made that video for a live show that we would do. And so we went to Matt and we had this idea of um, <laughs> having this <some laughs> like... <laughs> tel- <laughs> 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 like uh you know when you're like on the internet late at night and you're scrolling the youtube channel and you come across those like lo-fi um bedroom pop videos
4: chill hip hop beats little, to yeah, the
2: study and relax and it's, sitting in its bed <laughs> and it's listening to music and you feel like you're in the room with this raccoon so this was like this idea we wanted this like very like um like a loop a loop kind of (laughs) video, right?
1: Like an anti-video.
2: It was. It was supposed to be an anti-video. It was supposed to be something that, like, was something very chill with an audio that's, like, not so chill. And um, so we, like, had this, like, running joke that that's what we wanted, and we sent it to Matt, and he (laughs) is a very talented person and, like, ran with that idea. He's like, okay, so what you want, really, is um, the juxtaposition between this anxiety-driven music and everything, but like a calm, peaceful video at the same time. And I think like with what we gave him, like a joke, he turned it into something like really beautiful. And uh, we all kind of like freaked when we saw it. It was like a very cool twist on like this joke that we had. Mm -hmm. And I think he did do a great job. I think like the video like turned out really well. And... He like took bits of like all of our lyrical content and our past art from like the first LP and everything and he like really kind of
1: like made it into his own. Mm-hmm. I think it turned out great. It turned, yeah. yeah, we were all super thrilled with what he came up with.
0: Yeah, it was a fantastic video. So I asked you guys earlier how you guys became so eco conscious and, and how it's motivated the lyrics and <clears throat> we would mentioned obviously nobody's perfect you guys aren't on a throne up there just because you're you're screaming about it and you're concerned about it. But what is it you guys are doing um, at home? Like, what, what can we be doing as people to be bettering our planet, to be trying to reverse some of these damages, like... I've been drinking the same water bottle for a couple of days, but uh, I don't know how much that's going to help. <laughs> <laughs> we we don't like, we don't
1: all like align perfectly on a response to this question, which is, I think, okay. You know, and like, sure. Go for it. Just the, the way things are sometimes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> What's your opinion, man?
1: <laughs> um, like, I think it's a I think like we've been asked this question before and I think it's like a really good question. And it's and it's really well meaning. Mm -hmm. But I don't think we like I don't think we have an answer for that. And I don't think like I think there's an impulse. This isn't a criticism of you at all, but it's a criticism of maybe like this impulse to have like immediate gratification and immediate like relief, like when we're feeling uncomfortable, we want to do something about it to like, you know, soothe soothe ourselves Mm. and uh like a lot of the issues at play like cannot like you you, there's under no circumstances should we be feeling better about it you know like and that's like harsh and shitty but but like it would be false i think for us to be like you you know you can like go online and, and donate or like join a patreon or like a kickstarter or whatever or like you know like just like waste less and do your part i mean like you should do do your part but you know it's it's disingenuous i think to be like here's the solution because it's it's like it's a massive system
0: problem it is so it doesn't absolve anyone
1: right right and at the same time like that's not to say like you can throw up your hands and be like well i can't do anything about it so i'm not gonna it's it's hard right it's just it's hard
2: It's hard, but you can, you know.
4: There's still many things. I don't know about actually like saving the planet, but, you know, like in terms of um, helping, I don't know, like helping the environment a little bit, you you know, plant more plants, um, learn more about trees, um, learn more about like growing your own food, you can do all these things, you know, it it might help you feel better about your own lifestyle. It might not like do a whole lot in the bigger picture, but it's at least doing something to an extent, you know.
3: Um. I got a question for you because the first one was too hard to answer. Um, People talk about like guilty pleasures and stuff like that. Uh, What are just, what's your biggest guilt? No guilty pleasure. So like for me, you know, like I am very pro, you know, trying to save the planet and not be a terrible human being. Uh, But I am not vegan, I'm only vegetarian. So uh, for me personally, that is like the biggest thing that when I think about like, man, people need to change. And I'm like, how can I change? All right, I like cheese and ice cream too much. Ah!" Um, So uh, what are yours? And they'd be individual, obviously.
2: Right. Man, I'm kicking myself in the butt, especially that I'm putting this on record. I'm sure my mom will listen to this, but I've been smoking cigarettes again. And that's a total guilt, (laughs) man. And that is like pollution and I am
0: like, That's a good question. I'm going to answer it honestly, man. It is a guilt. I'm telling you. I share, I you? Sh- I share that guilt. It's not, great. it's
2: not great. It's not great. It's not great. But I'm only human. All right.
0: As I'm as not a, said, goblet, but a man. Okay. Nobody's perfect, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. What are you, kids?
4: <laughs>
2: Spill I mean, it. I'm the only it.
4: one in the band that I do eat meat occasionally so
1: yeah (laughs) I mean (laughs) there's this thing online uh that I've seen and that folks have like that folks post periodically where about like having one fewer child is like the biggest thing you can do um to reduce reduce your personal emissions which I take like huge issue with Just because like if you take that to its logical conclusion like it's advocating suicide honestly, which I don't advocate like you should not kill yourself. I don't want anybody to kill themselves. I want you to persist. Uh, (laughs) There's like uh, There is something to like, I have two children and like, I guess like You know, my, my wife and I talked a lot about like whether to have children for several years prior to having them. And like big, I think a big sort of guilt is like, they didn't, they didn't ask to be born, you know? And I like, willingly was part of that and knowing, knowing what I do about the sort of like troubled times ahead, potentially likely troubled times ahead, you know? So that's, that's kind of rough to deal with. I'm going to change my answer because I have two
4: kids. (laughs) I
3: I totally feel you. So I agree. I, I feel guilt about their future. Um, and the fact that I brought them into it again, not knowing everything I do now, but still knowing that things were very bad. Uh, and like, I think about their life expectancy and it makes me want to cry. So it's like, Oh God.
0: Um, since you both have two kids and you could should only have one, which one would you sacrifice and why? (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, 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 no, I'm completely. <laughs> I will sacrifice myself. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah.
0: So honorable. So honorable. <laughs> I just actually, you know what? I had a question since we're getting nice and dark. Uh, Sam, you stated before in an interview for Open Mind Saturated Brain. I believe David Norman runs that. It was in 2020. Um, he had asked what you were looking forward to for 2020. And your response was, it's going to be the year of the snag. Yeah. <laughs> You're still feeling that way? Was it a good year for the band, at least, despite all the chaos? Or how did you feel?
2: It was a good year for the band.
0: Uh,
2: it good. Okay. I do. <laughs> I completely forgot I even said that. Um, man, I'm just such a jokester. Um, no, I do, think, I do think it was a great year for the band. Uh, it was a strange year and there was a long time when uh, we didn't see each other and we would just like zoom each other and everything and the thought of practicing was really scary but uh, no I think it was a great year once we started practicing again we had all these ideas and it's it was exciting and we re- we came up with half the record during quarantine and I think 2020, although it was not the year I was anticipating for SNAG, <laughs> it was a great year for the SNAG,
4: for sure. Much uh, content was accrued. A lot of content. Year.
0: It's good to hear was it was at least productive it, think, for like, the creative process. I think process. it brought
2: us like closer together, too, in this weird mess of things. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, guys. Uh, let's get on to some sunnier questions here. Um, and now I can totally edit this out if you want, but I'm very curious if you guys ever chewed mushrooms, gotten naked, and wandered into the forest together. Together oh, or separately? No,
2: but yeah. yo, okay. Separate a lot, yeah.
0: There's been some weird
2: uh, things that we've done together on mushrooms. Uh, oh yeah. I will share a story if you're okay with me sharing the <laughs> story. Yeah. Okay, I, I don't know yes. what this is going to be. Okay, I'm this really is excited. like this is like real, real right here. <laughs> we were just like, uh, it was just a very casual weekend, uh, and we were playing cards, eating mushrooms, eating more mushrooms, having a good time, and then we're just like, at, we're just acting like lunatics. And Saki had this little like wart or something on his arm. Uh, Do you care if I share this story? Okay. okay. <laughs> And he's like, I, I need this off of my arm. <laughs> and we're like, okay, we can get it off of your arm. And on the height of, like, being on mushrooms, we snipped off uh, the little wart <laughs> with, like, a pair of, like, kitchen scissors. <laughs> off it sounds weird. You asked, man. You yeah. asked, man. Was weird. Uh, yeah, we did that. <laughs> but it never grew back. So, you know, uh, we did our job.
4: Yep. Did it
0: hurt?
4: Yeah. It did you <laughs> a lot. Yeah. It, it, it bled did. a decent amount.
0: It did. Uh, far what? stranger, far stranger things have happened on mushrooms, but there's, <laughs> yes, it, they're <laughs> always very interesting stories. And in I just, I just had a feeling you guys might have. I don't know. Music
4: my, video, my favorite. It's my oh, favorite yeah, so hands down,
0: they're
2: very fun. Yeah. Hands down, they're very fun and very intense
0: and very chill. I Love it. Helps they're you great. connect with nature. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And uh, deers, Dave? Something about deers there? Yeah, the music video.
2: <laughs> yeah. Peter,
0: you want to
1: elaborate about the about the deer having a fun time when it's walking? Uh, yeah, I mean, you could summarize the video by saying that this is a video about a deer that ate mushrooms and got lost in the woods. <laughs> you know, like, kind of, kind of. Just the world through... That's exactly
3: what I was looking for,
2: so... <laughs> them, thank you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <My life. laughs>
0: so as I said, guys, we're going to get some some of your questions here. What's your... Uh, what's some of your favorite bands to play with live? Mm-hmm. Real Body. Mm-hmm. Social Rob Body.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I liked playing with Jerome's Dream a lot and Majority Rule. That was really fun. Um
2: I really like playing with Plague Walker a lot. They kill it every
1: time.
0: I do like Plague Walker?
1: Yeah. They're really fun. It's fun to play with our buddies in Garden Home. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The band absolutely. Yeah. They were fun to play
0: with. And uh favorite show or some favorite tour memories you guys had from when shows were happening?
4: Uh one of my favorite shows was actually our first show that we ever played and we played it with social caterpillar in this tiny bar and we completely packed the place and I don't know, it was just a really fun experience. It was a fire was, hazard. Yeah, it was totally a fire hazard. It was
1: a very it was a really really fun and affirming first show to be sure. It was like beyond our wildest dreams.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that was cool. Um. yeah I remember playing with Majority Rule and like not having like my tone up on my guitar for like the first song and a half I was so nervous I didn't like check my equipment I was just like blacking out I was just like I want this I'm so excited and I just want this to be over and done with and I remember just like the first song being like looking at these guys and being like does this, this sounds weird right <laughs> this sounds weird but that was tight they were really nice Um. What about you, Peter? Did you share?
1: I did not. It, the, you know, playing playing shows feels like such a distant memory, just a, a wisp oh. of a dream. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think like there was like one show um, at this like local dive bar in Milwaukee that uh, it was just like jam packed with people and so many people that like you know the normal kids that would come out to shows and then like other people that like i've never seen before or whatever and we're like playing oh, our man. set and like these people that i do not know never seen before were like yelling our lyrics to me at my face and i was like Dude. it was rad and it was just kind of like this is cool yeah. and i think that was like a moment being like this is this is why I like doing this.
1: Was, was that that high dive show where the mic yeah. stand broke and yeah. folks held it? Held it yeah. up? Dude, yeah. that was sick. That was a good one. Oh, time. that's
0: epic.
1: And there's also, there was this place called the River West Public House and it's a co-op bar and I used to be like pretty involved there and then we played there. I think the last time we played there, we played on the floor. No, it was Social Caterpillar's record release show mm-hmm. and we played on the floor and somebody yeah. crowd surfed and I was like, yes, somebody's yeah. crowd surfing. It's <laughs> so, like, Finally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: All right, let, let me drag it back down. Then, uh, what was your worst show, or what was, if there was one that you want to reveal, the worst band that you've ever played with? Well,
2: well, <laughs> not first. in
3: terms of music, like not like they were bad, but like a, okay. you know, not maybe great people or something.
0: David, but, we're uh, doing sunny time questions. Come on, man! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna drag it back down.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Let's see. We haven't had any instances where like a ton of our stuff broke or anything that like just like ruined it. I don't think.
4: There was a public house show that we played a while ago that uh, someone took a video of, and then we looked back at the video and we were like, "Ooh, yeah, we didn't play." <laughs> oh movie. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Other than that.
1: You almost started on fire that one time. Oh, yeah, well, that's true. I think that was Wait, probably. What? A
4: um, at our <laughs> record release show, what was that And probably yeah. it was, yeah. <laughs> um, I had this light behind my drum set and it was, uh, I had set a shirt on top of the light <laughs> accidentally and it just started burning <laughs> it because it was a, such a hot light that it just Call I like. Fire for a I bit. saw
2: the shirt smoking, and I like was like Ooh. it was tucked behind sock, and I like tried like flagging down the person behind it, being like, "Yo, look, yo, yo, look," <laughs> and like they weren't doing it, so I had to be like, "Yo, look."
4: <laughs> it was probably during a uh, fire escape, too. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> At least it wasn't during your first show when you know you said it was right. a fire
4: Oh, but this,
1: yeah.
4: <laughs> this um,
1: the, uh, the dude from Circle A at our first show, God rest his soul, um, he tripped and fell. We had like kind of a, com- mm. like, it's not complex, but there's just a bunch of shit on the floor. Like there's like a laptop connected to a projector in between our pedals. And so like, you can't really walk in front, um, but he was like stepping over in front of us and he just fell on the whole, like the whole, the whole thing. And it was our first show. And I was like, oh, my God. And, and like helped him up. Like, are you OK? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. And I'm like looking at the stuff like, is all my shit OK? It was fine. But I was, it was so nervous for the first show and just like shitting bricks. And then like dude
0: falls on our shit.
1: I was just like, no, <laughs>
0: Turned out fine. Well, that, that could have been slightly embarrassing, mm-hmm. um, which is a perfect segue or a very lousy, cheap excuse of a segue to my next question. What music do you guys listen to? That you think is embarrassing, shameful, maybe a little cringy. What's what, what do you listen to that we wouldn't expect? And you're not really, not really the first band you mention or the first group you mentioned to people.
1: The Neverending Story soundtrack, but I won't really apologize for that. It's really good.
0: Um, I don't need your apologies. I just want to hear it. I, I want to hear what. You right, right, right. Don't you don't need to have the shame? Just what is it? It's so it's like. Uh,
1: the, have you ever seen the never-ending story was it like a, a part of your childhood Oh, really? okay Can't I look, say I have, no. solid solid Too young. <laughs>
0: 30 i'll check it out. i'll check it out okay. <laughs> i mean yeah, yeah, this is like early 80s or maybe yeah, it
1: came out in 84 i was you know i'm 32 like um okay so it was very like it was very relevant for for and i mean i did a i did a non-scientific survey of some friends and asked like recently I was like because I my son I'm trying to like get my son into like weird movies that I liked um and he so he's like hooked on Never Ending Story so he's always like let's listen to Never Ending Story I'm like fuck yeah let's listen to Never Ending Story I am like fuck yeah let us listen to never story i do not say fuck yeah I say yeah let's listen to never story. <laughs> uh, um uh but it's like if you don't remember it there's this kid who like rides on like a big white dragon named Falcor. And there's a horse that like sinks into the mud named Artax and dies. And then like the main, like the hero is named Atreyu, which the band Atreyu, I assume (laughs) borrowed their name from or got their name from. Um, But anyway, uh, what was I talking about? What's the question?
0: (laughs) 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 You can listen to You know, the
1: Whispers, Whispers? they're like a, like 80s, like, uh, kind of like, like funk. R and B, I don't. Know. They it's like fun.
2: funk duoppy kind. Of.
1: Yeah, it's they're really good. Like rock steady, and um, and the beat goes on, and it's a love thing. Like the, these songs are like, they're amazing. They're so good. And then some like Ariana Grande, yeah, and then like Lizzo and <laughs> the Frozen,
0: the Frozen soundtrack. There's so many skeletons in it. your closet, man. Oh, there man. are so many skeletons. Ah, <laughs>
4: oh, man. We listen to Third Eye Blind uh, whenever we go. There's something wrong
0: There's something wrong with that. It's like, douchebag. It. We have to all sing
4: it on our way to a show. Yeah. You sing it now? No. Just kidding. Unless. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Unless. <laughs>
0: uh, I,
4: I, <laughs> I listen to hip hop on the radio all the time. I listen to 100.7. Mm-hmm. And that and a bunch of classic rock. I don't know you have any? Uh,
2: yeah I uh, I don't listen to Screamo <laughs> I listen to <laughs> like 50s doo and like ballady love songs and I'll listen to the Beach Boys yes. and I'll come to practice and Sock and Peter be like alright cool what kind of riffs you got and I'll I'm trying to turn this into a duop band <laughs> <laughs> no uh I I do listen to screamo. That was a lie. Uh, no, I, I also like have this weird thing where I will go on YouTube and they'll I'll like find like old ABBA songs or Earth Wind and Fire songs that are played at like half the speed, and so it's like very chill and it's it's actually um pretty cool you should, you should check it out why you know, <laughs> I mean, you know i will i'll check it out uh you asked the question that's a, that's <laughs> <what> I, <mean. laughs> I don't how people
0: this but yeah uh, <laughs> I'm so, big. you should listen to ava <laughs> slow down man i'm <laughs> so sorry i'm so sorry i asked the questions and then i passed judgment and that's wrong <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a good way to do it though that's that's yeah. a good way to live your life
0: If you guys could see a reunion show for one band that's no longer active, who would it be and why?
1: Whispers. Oh, that was quick. <laughs> They're fucking good. They might still be active. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be old, though.
2: Honestly, I look at the question, and the only band I want to see is Mans. I want Mans to get back together and I want to see them again. And yeah. I want to see their like, I think the 2013 tape with, uh, what is it, Scrappy and This Is My Prime Time. I think those are the best two songs of Screamo history right there. That's, that's my jam right there. <laughs> so, bands.
4: Uh, for me, it Neil Perry, just cause it was one of the first bands I ever listened to and I loved the drumming in that band and uh, they were just so good. I you know, watched their tour video and I was so jealous and I was like this is the <laughs> best thing in the world.
3: Yeah. Got the drum part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's well I guess it's not part of the tour video. There's two videos. There's the tour video and then there's like the music video that they, oh, they
4: did, which yeah, has yeah. them in
3: in the studio right, and that's yeah. where it gets you get the drum part and everyone, yeah. Mm-hmm. We used to just rewind that and just like watch it <laughs> over it's again. So <laughs> yeah.
2: What about y'all? Boo, you see?
0: Yeah, we're you? yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. I didn't expect that one. It's putting me on the spot. Dave, what do you got? We'll ask Dave. We'll ask Dave. He's sitting there. He's sitting oh, there. It's a no
3: brainer for me. I never got to see botch. Uh, oh, I want to see botch. I want yeah. to see botch so bad. <laughs> yeah. I would sacrifice one of my children.
0: which one and why (laughs) (laughs) come on
3: (laughs) once they say they reform then we'll talk about
0: (laughs) it i'm gonna i'm gonna get that question in here i swear (laughs) what's yours oh fuck i don't know like per genre like how would i even choose Oh, guys I'm not the one being interviewed here you're killing me
4: <laughs> <laughs> this is
0: awful is this what you guys feel like this is terrible this is some yeah. hypocritical bullshit right here is what here. I've been doing to people this body. whole <laughs> time oh no you can't you can't you can't kill me I mean so is what- there
1: a difference here's a clarifying question on, on this one is there a difference between like who would you see as a reunion show versus who would you see as a band in their prime, prime? You know? yeah. because oh, like man. if we're talking about like like Pink Floyd did that reunion tour a while
0: back yeah, and
1: I, I went and it was cool and all, but like, it would have been cooler to see them at their prime. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, I always say not active as a reunion, but, and I've had that answer that, that come back the same way you just said it too. It's like, well, there's a lot of bands I would like to see re- reunite, but it, would it be the same? And no, it wouldn't. And that's why I'm at a loss for words just to fuck out of all the music I listen to. I have no idea. We'll yeah. oh, wait no, yeah, right. yeah. i don't I don't do three hour podcasts like you did i only got like maybe two questions left if that I, I try to keep it short and sweet, guys. um you guys are very unique though. you got the horns and the string section thing going on with Snag. Not a lot of bands do that. um Do you guys know any other bands that do that that inspired it or that you listened to or? I mean, first
1: Respire comes to mind because they are just like yeah. crushing it with that. Like they've got. <laughs> Not a question. Dave, so I mean, so this is a podcast, but Dave just held up his little notebook and crossed out. <laughs> oh right, yes, people have no idea what just happened.
3: I was going to ask about Respire because I was like, that probably had some influence. Uh, at least I kind of just assumed that with every screamo band in the last three years that does it, I'm like, have you heard of Respire? And they're always like, oh yeah. yeah i mean it's
1: it's unavoidable they and they're so good and they're so like sweet and nice and like um they like when i have questions of folks i'm not like i don't hesitate to like reach out and ask folks for help and like alex from infant island egan from respire super helpful people just like thank you if you're listening yeah um but there's milwaukee bands too i mean you guys you guys
4: I um, mean <laughs> like social caterpillar uh kind of influenced me a lot uh with their um string instruments and everything and um Godspeed you black emperor silver yeah. mount zion there's a band called judgment day it's all strings and they're a very heavy band um
2: yeah and yeah uh i think there's a lot you know i think do make say think if you know that band they're like they're heavy in like a different way where it's like so beautiful and like it's so well like it's composed beautifully and and they've got tons of strings and and horns and i think the combining like genres of like stuff like Americana kind of do make say think stuff with screamo stuff was very interesting to me. And that's like kind of what we wanted to do for the first record. And then that bled into the second record as well. Um, I think, yeah, so for me, I definitely think do make say think was a huge
1: influence on that. There's also this band called uh, group of the altos or just altos. Um, that is from Milwaukee, and they—they um, they are just like criminally underrated. They—I think they broke up, but they were like a—I think they had twelve members or maybe nine. Yeah, no, they did, yeah. But it was like a full. It was so sick. I mean, yeah, I, I didn't throw them in there.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, not to be a coward, uh, I did figure it out. The Gorgeous—that's who I would love to see. Ooh, okay, okay. David, you know the Gorgeous? I'm assuming Canadian band. They're from Ontario? Seriously? Yeah,
3: seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what what genre is this?
0: It's hardcore, but it, it was it was so much more than that. It's hard to explain cuz it's not just your, you know, meat and potatoes angry straightforward shit. They did some very innovative things at the time. Check out so the Gorgeous. The, what yeah, was the
3: what, what years like what was their active time frame approximately?
0: Like 10 years ago, 20 years ago? I'm going to say 05 maybe. See, when they came out, I was pretty young. I didn't get to see them either. So that's why I would love to. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that took me a while to think of that. It just kind of hit me. Sorry. (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Now now I look like an asshole. I just assumed you would know them, Dave. All right, whatever. How do
1: you you spell it?
0: Gorgeous. Like G-O-R-G-E-O-U-S. Oh, gorgeous. You passed the test, man. (laughs) big big poser i just pulled that out of nowhere i also can't spell (laughs) so uh before i had david actually coming on to co-host i'd asked him you know that i might have you guys on the show and if you had any questions and the quick response he gave to me something about a a shirt
3: Hater. hater where's my shirt and so I'm sure your child is also very upset about this.
0: Yeah.
1: So, uh, what shirt is it, Dave?
3: <laughs> the never-ending story one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, just stay tuned. We're, we'll may, we might have, we might put something together. Yes. We're doing, like, we're, lately we've been doing, like, super short runs of shit, and we've just been doing pre-orders, because, like, without shows, it's just, like, does anybody want to buy merch? Maybe? <laughs> yeah. And you just like put it out there, and then like some people do, and it's also like a good way to test and see like what people actually like. And so you, there's like no risk. You just like crank out a design, and be like, "Do you want this?" And then some people are like, "Sure," and then you make it, and it's nice. Um, Hell yeah! But we have not gotten to the uh, never-ending story design yet. There, there is a there's there are a few that we have kind of like stewing.
3: As long as it wasn't abandoned, I was I was afraid it was abandoned. Well, I, was, I made um, I coping. made
1: the like, sticker design. I was we were originally talking about making that one a sticker because it's like, for anyone who has not seen the Neverending Story, there is this absolutely brutal, heart wrenching scene where Atreyu is leading Artax through the swamps of sadness, and it's just like this desolate swamp, and Artax is this is this big white horse, and he's they're like walking through, and it's this sad music which the soundtrack is amazing. And the horse starts to sink into the mud and Artax is, and it's the mud, it's the swamp of sadness, right? It's like Artax, he's losing his friend to sadness itself. And he's like, no, you have to keep trying. You have to try. Like, don't give up Artax. Like you have to try. And the fucking horse goes under and it's like, you don't see the horse again. Devastating. It's like, oh, yeah. it is, was if you've seen like, the movie yeah. as a child, like you do not forget.
0: Yeah, and there's, there's an actual place called the Swamp of Sadness within this movie?
1: Yeah, because yeah. the Never Ending sto- like, Story is basically, it's, it's just like, like a bunch of like, yeah, yeah. I just
0: don't know how that's not an emo band yet, but all right.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I Maybe mean,
1: it's too on the nose, I mean.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> I have a question for Peter quickly here. Do you like the newfound Glory version?
1: what oh, i don't know it i don't there, newfound glory did a cover of
3: the Neverending story back before they got like <laughs> really crappy uh they they have an ep of all um like big movie hits the the titanic song is in there oh, uh, Do a uh, back
0: to the future theme song oh, oh my god funny. or no no what no no power of love so. they, did. they did power of love yeah they, they did do power of love that's yeah. gross i know yeah there's like six tracks
3: cover. honestly I'd, I'd recommend checking out the if you, you liked pop punk, did you not?
1: I, I did. How,
3: how have you not heard this?
1: <laughs> but like, I was about to, before you said that and, and really made me face the facts, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, I haven't heard it, but no. <laughs> like, Do you like that? No, I <laughs> I'll, I'll have to check it out. Maybe Maybe in the morning.
0: <laughs> he said lying <laughs> <laughs> well guys what, what's up for the future of snag what can we expect what's uh what's new what's exciting what's coming up well record well yes of course yeah. <laughs> which is which is i should say since we're here at that point what uh what labels is that coming out on when's it dropping do the whole promo yeah. thing please
1: Yes, for sure. It's coming out on uh, Long Legs, Long Arms in Japan, uh, Sad React in Europe, uh, Zegama Beach Records. Thank you, Dave. Mm-hmm. Thank you, both and, Dave and Dave. Yeah. Uh, in Canada, in North America, um, Canada and the US, and then Middleman Records uh, in the US. And then we will have some copies for shows and stuff like that. So it's, it's a big team effort. And uh we're super thankful to have you know the support of a bunch of bunch of
0: labels that are super confluence awesome.
4: records for tapes.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I also saw you guys are making CDs.
4: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a, pretty
0: it's pretty archaic.
1: I mean yeah. <laughs> right. It's like there's like a conundrum. Like you, like people ask for CDs at shows. And it's weird to be like, well, no, but we have cassette tapes. <laughs> <laughs> and like vinyl records and people who ask for CDs, like in general, my sense is that people who ask for CDs have no fucking idea why we would have cassettes and vinyl records. You know, they're just like, why don't you have CDs though? Cause. And so it's always kind of awkward. So we made a hundred of them. Um, we'll see how they do. Kind of like, we'll see.
3: I buy CDs too. Like if a band. A when you went to shows okay. and stuff. Uh, I would actually, if there was a spread of all the stuff, I would, if I really loved it, I would get the vinyl and the CD. And if I was like, oh, I want to support them, I'll get the CD because then I can listen to it in my car. And that's the. Exactly. Yeah. That's that I, buy, buy that is the reason why I like CDs right. yeah. yeah. Give me one of those CD. <laughs> Please, I'll pay for it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, the record's coming out on July 2nd.
1: Yep. Yep. Um, We're gonna do one more single. We're gonna ha- release a song called uh, "Prairie Thistle" on the first Friday of June, whatever the next Bandcamp Friday is. Yeah. Um. That's exciting. Have, have you announced that?
0: Have you announced that yet, or just now?
1: Just, just,
2: now. Now. just now. Hey, you're <laughs> here first. I'm not
0: just a phase. Thank you. <laughs> love having announcements that's, that's- are there any more Bandcamp
3: fridays yeah i thought they were i thought i got an email saying there weren't going to be anymore but if there's more that's
4: oh. fantastic oh well mm. fuck <laughs> well that's news to us I, guess. I, you know, I didn't
1: do a ton of research they said like there was that one announcement they're like oh yeah first friday until they probably said until something and i just overlooked that and maybe it was maybe this last one was the last one
3: yeah. Well, hopefully it was like the end of that run, and then they do a fresh run. But I guess with the vaccines coming out, maybe not so right.
1: much. Right. Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: Well, G
4: either way, yeah. yeah. June.
2: And uh, yeah, I really like that song. It's a good song. I'm yeah. excited to hear it, that's for sure. Yeah. The record so, is
3: amazing, if I may just interject quickly and say, I've heard the whole thing. It's fantastic. And it's even better than the last record. And the last record was amazing. Um, I don't know. I didn't. Ex- I expect you to top it, but not by so much.
0: <laughs> so, Thank kudos. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, man. Seems a little biased, David. You are selling them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason why. I could have said no. No, absolutely, absolutely. So, guys, uh, finally here. Any uh, last show notes, causes, anything you guys want to say to the fans? Anything at all? The floor is yours. The mic is yours. Mm-hmm.
1: Um. Shit.
0: <laughs> it's a good message to bring home.
1: <laughs> yeah. now Get get your vaccine if you're, you know. Please, if you're if you're on the fence, um, tell your friends you love them. Tell the people that you love that you love them.
2: Yeah. Take water. Be kind to people. It's very easy, and it's really nice. and It makes them feel good. Yeah. Yeah. We're Choose. all human beings, man.
4: <laughs> Choose kindness.
2: Choose kindness.
4: Shout out to everyone who put out the record, yes, um, everyone who helped with make the record happen, yes. all their friends yeah
2: Shout out to the friends, yeah, that really stuck it stuck it through the damn year.
1: <laughs>
2: um,
1: this was a very sorry to not be prepared with the shout outs at the end. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Ah, drink water, tell your friends you love them, be kind to animals. And uh no no bad days, only good days. <laughs> yeah.
1: And our last show that we played before the pandemic started, it was like March sixth. So like the pandemic was happening, but it wasn't like as I think lockdowns really started happening in earnest like March twelfth or thirteenth. So we were like pretty much like a week out. And I remember and have regretted since. Um, being on stage at the cactus club and saying like encouraging people to kiss their friends on the mouth, which was like something that we had started saying like kind of a lot. Let's kiss your friends. And them I them. can't wait. I'm gonna kiss our friends on the mouth soon. <laughs> <laughs> <'Cause everyone's laughs> including you guys. Once everyone's back soon. <laughs> sooner than you think. <laughs> but um that was not probably the best advice at the time. No. So maybe that's the biggest guilt actually. <laughs> <laughs>
4: You were nah,
0: encouraging, encouraging people to share love. There's nothing wrong with that.
4: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Maybe not the best time to do it, but you didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it, guys. Uh, you know, as you were saying, take care of each other, drink some water, do your part to help our beautiful planet. And uh, as always, thanks so much for listening to Not Just a Phase. David, thanks for hosting. Snag, thanks for coming on. Thank you for, having us. for having us. It was a, blast. It was a pleasure.